Welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Your hosts are here to speak the words of the spirits and answer your questions. Now, here are Connie and Barry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. I'm Barry Strom, your host, and I'd like to welcome you to our special Christmas show. And I'm Connie Strom, your co-host. Last week, we discussed the history of humans on Earth and their search to understand the higher powers of a deity or a holy energy. This was one of our more informative shows, and it's available on our Voice America archive or on our YouTube channel, which is in the name of Barry Strom. Now, Connie and I attempt to bring you the information about the afterlife. I use my gift of spirit communication to talk to human souls, angels, holy spirits, and I try to educate anyone who is willing to listen to the miracle of the afterlife of which we speak. We currently have 548 videos on our YouTube channel covering all aspects of the paranormal and life after death. Today, since it's Christmas, we're going to channel the Holy Spirits Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. They will have special Christmas messages and speak of the true details of the birth of Jesus. Now, we're going to be dealing with some controversial information because some of which we speak today is not what is written in the Bible. So let's take time for a short disclaimer. The opinions or statements voiced on our show are the channel words of the spirits and do not necessarily reflect our opinions, those of the Voice America Network or of our sponsors. Okay, we're going to begin by speaking with the spirit of Joseph, the father of Jesus. Joseph, thank you for honoring us with your presence this morning. Would you like to begin with a message for our listeners? Yes, I would. I was incredibly lucky because I was chosen to be the father of Jesus. There could be no greater honor than to have your soul selected to serve God in that manner. I did my best to try to raise him. I listened to what the angels told me would take place. I did my best to protect him. I did all of the things that a father should do. Of course, I had guidance. The angels were always with me. They always were telling me how I could best teach my son, how I could protect him, how I could show love to him. But what I did should be no different than what any other father would do. If every father did their best to raise their child, then things would be much better in this world. Today, many fathers are actually abandoning their children. They don't feel the responsibility. They don't want to have the financial obligation of raising them. They don't want to take the time. They feel that their lives are more important than what they can do with their, with their child. So one message that I would hope would get through to everyone that listens today is just how important it is for parents to give the proper guidance to their children. All of you would have guidance as well if you asked through prayer. There's much help available to anyone, and it is critical that the world provides great fatherhood for children. 
So, Tommy, I know that we have a lot of ground to cover today, so let's begin. Okay. Did Jesus have any brothers or sisters? Yes. Jesus had a younger brother and a younger sister. Our family consisted of three children in total, and they were all wonderful children and babies to raise. Mary was very close to delivering the baby when you traveled to Bethlehem. Why did you travel at such a time? The Romans had decreed that there would be a census. They said that we must all be present to be counted. And instead of making it easy for us, they had us travel to Bethlehem for the census. When the Romans told you to do something, in those days you did it. They were incredibly powerful. Their military was everywhere, and their commands were absolute. So we really had no choice. We had to pick up our family and travel to Bethlehem. How long had you been married when Jesus was born? When Jesus was born, we had been married about 10 years. It was a wonderful relationship. I loved Mary. and. We enjoyed raising our children. Sometimes it was difficult, but we did our best. I know that we were blessed by God in many, many ways, so that our lives were as easy as possible. We had not had any education, so there was actually very little that we could do besides fishing, carpentry. We would build our own homes. We would do many things, but we had a wonderful relationship. How old were you when Jesus was born? When Jesus was born, I was <clears throat> approximately 30 years old. Keep in mind that we didn't have calendars in those days. We knew when it was going to be winter, when it was going to be summer, but the poor person, the average person, had very little access to what you would refer to as a calendar. Today, people are driven by time, and they make appointments, and they do many things, but we were very primitive, and we are actually not even sure of our birth dates. What had the angels told you prior to your trip to Bethlehem? <clears throat> the angels told us that we needed to take our families with us and our possessions. They said <clears throat> that there was a possibility that we, we would not be returning home. We did not question them. They said that Mary was going to bear a very, very special baby. They told us that this baby that Mary, Mary was carrying was going to be very, very unique. They said that he would speak of the one God and that his words would do much. He said that many, many people would listen to him when he, was in, when he grew into adulthood. 
the angels told us <clears throat> that we must be very careful, that there was danger on the route, and that the angels would remain and be with us throughout our journey. Was- they told us that <clears throat> if we followed the directions, that there would be very little to fear. You see, Mary and I had, I guess, what you would refer to as psychic abilities. We had been receiving messages of the angels for many, many years. They told us that we were doing a great job in raising our children. And they told us that there were great things ahead for us. They were never overly specific. But we truly understood that Mary was carrying a very, very special child. Who was in your party when you traveled to Bethlehem? His brothers and the the brothers and sisters of Jesus, Mary and myself, and Mary's mother was with us. Mary's father had passed. And Anne was was very close and lived with us at the time. So that was really our close family, and that was who accompanied us to Bethlehem. When you left home, did you have any idea the life of your baby would be in danger or that you were going to have to flee to Egypt? The angels had told us several things. They had told us that there was much danger and that we had to be very careful with the baby. They told us that we should not tell any of the Romans the location of where we were going. They told us that we needed to check in with the census and give the address of our prior home. They told us that if we needed guidance, to simply ask the angels and pray for that guidance, and that we would receive it. They told us basically everything that we needed to know. Once we got to Bethlehem, they gave us more information. They told us that we needed to be especially careful, and they told us many things. Was Jesus born in a barn and laid in a manger? No, he was not. We were very lucky. The angels led us to an inn. Now, in those days, inns were very primitive. But the inns had rooms next to the stables. Since we had other children with us and Mary's mother, they allocated us two rooms in which to stay. The innkeepers were wonderful people. They did everything to make us comfortable. They did everything to make Mary's delivery as easy as possible. They were sent back by God to be in that particular place at that particular time. And they made things as easy for us as they possibly could. What did you think when you saw the wise men? And would you describe them for us, please? The angels told us that we should, that we should remain 
and the innkeepers allowed us to maintain the rooms. We stayed there several months. After about two months, this huge group of men showed up. They said that they had been sent by prophecy. We had never seen anything like it. We were very poor, and we had never seen such wealth. There were three leaders among the group. They had much security with them, many armed men. They rode these beautiful horses, and they came, and they were searching. They asked the innkeepers if we were there, and they came to see the baby. They had been told through prophecy that the Messiah was born. They had been told that they were to bring presents and to adorn the new baby. They had stopped to see Herod on the way to, to Bethlehem. Herod had told them that, they wanted, that he wanted to also see the baby as well, and that he wanted to honor the baby. The wise men had been told by the angels that Herod wanted to kill the baby. And when they arrived, they told us we had to, we had to flee the area. The wise men brought us presents. They brought us gold, myrrh, frankincense. They brought us clothing. They brought us donkeys to use because they said that we had to leave right away and that we had to go to Egypt where it would be safe. They told us that Herod wanted to kill our baby. He mentioned that they were that the newborn baby was said to be would grow up to be the king of the Jews and they said that we needed to leave as soon as possible and begin our journey. Did the angels warn you that the baby was in danger before the arrival of the wise men? They told us that we had to be very careful and not tell anyone that we had a newborn baby with us. When the baby had been born, folks came to see it. We had shepherds come and look at the baby. We had many people think that it was an incredible child, but we had been warned to be very careful. So the gifts that the wise men gave you, that was enough to make you be able to afford to travel that far and live in a foreign country? Indeed. The wealth to us was incomprehensible. They told us that this would be this would suffice and that and that they wanted to make sure that the baby was protected. Joseph, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Uh would you have a final message for our listeners? Absolutely. I was blessed by God to be the father of the baby Jesus. They told us that it was baby was special, but we had absolutely no idea just how special this child was. We knew that we had to do our best. We knew that we had to protect the child. We realized that we, had, we were being blessed by God. 
the angels told us that we needed to do what we had to do. They told us that Herod indeed wanted to kill the baby. They told us that we needed to flee. We needed to travel a long distance. And in that distance, we had to do our best to protect the baby. They gave us the means to do it. In the beginning, when they told us that the possibility that we would have to leave the country, we, would, we worried. We knew that we did not have the money we needed. We, needed the, we, we knew that we would need other resources. And we knew that the journey would be very difficult. The angels <clears throat> told us that we would be protected. The angels told us that we would be guided. The angels told us that it was very, very important that the child that we were, that had just been born, would be able to convince the multitudes of people about the fact that there was a single God. We had been raised in the Jewish faith. We understood the prophecies that there would be a Messiah coming. In the beginning, we had no idea that we would be the parents of the Messiah. I would like to still stress to everyone the importance of, of fathers and mothers instructing their children properly. They need to do what is required give that life a good to give that child a good foundation of faith. So I'd like to thank you very, very much for allowing me to speak today. The world needs God. The world needs the words that my son spoke. So goodbye, and thank you so much for allowing me. Thank you, Joseph. Okay, let's take a short break. When we return, we're going to channel with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, 
Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Here are your hosts, Connie and Barry Strom. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to speak now with the Holy Spirit of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary, welcome back. Would you like to begin with a message? Absolutely. I was incredibly blessed. God chose me <clears throat> to carry the baby Jesus. You see, I had served God many, many lifetimes, through many ages, through many, many places. He knew that I would live up to the responsibilities that were given to me in my life plan because of my prior service. There is no greater honor than what was bestowed upon me. I was the mother of Jesus. I did everything that I could do to assure that my son would be protected, that he would thrive, that he would be loved, that he would have everything that he needed to go forth as an adult and do what he was assigned to do. I wish that every mother would do the same as I did. I wish that every mother would bestow love upon the ch their children. I wish that every mother would understand that it is up to them to give that baby the initial education and learning that will form its life. You see, if every mother showed the love that I showed, that Joseph, my mother, showed towards him, then the world would be so much better place. We taught the baby to love. We taught the baby to understand. Now, admittedly, our baby was special. And he was born with instincts that were much different than what the average child has. But we still tried to instill the idea of love and coexistence and faith into that child. I hope that every mother that's listening today does the same thing for their baby. It is so important. It is actually one of the most important things for the future evolution of humans. It is only through what a child is taught that they follow those traits into adulthood. 
So, Connie, I know that we have much more to speak of this morning. Yes, let's start with, what did the angels tell you about the child that you were carrying? They told me that the baby was very, very special. They told me that the baby was related to God. They told me that the baby would grow, would prosper, and would speak words that would change the lives of many. Joseph and I were not educated. We were not capable of understanding truly what was ahead for our child. All we knew was that we had to protect the baby. We had to do what the angels told us to do. And we had to show love and protect that baby as it grew from, from this small infant to into adulthood. We knew we had to advise the child, and we knew we had to put it in a position to carry out what the angels told us this baby was going to do. When you left for Bethlehem, did you have any idea that you were going to have to flee to Egypt to save your baby? They had told us that there would be great dangers, and they told us to take our possessions with us. They didn't give us the full details, because I don't think the decision had been made by Herod at that point. Our presence was a test. Was was when we returned to heaven, we realized that our presence in Bethlehem was also a test for the king. So we were prepared. The angels told us that we may be not returning to our home. They told us to make sure that my mother was with us, and they prepared us for the fact that we would, may not be returning. We did what the angels told us to do, and we were as prepared as possible for the eventualities of which they warned us. Will you tell us about your accommodations when you reached Bethlehem? <clears throat> when I reached Bethlehem, I knew that I was soon going to give birth. It had been a rather difficult trip. I had been riding on a donkey, and I knew that it, my time was approaching. We were led to this inn. The innkeepers were wonderful. They realized that I would soon be having a baby, and they gave us these two rooms that adjoined their stable. It was early fall and the weather was very, still very warm. The rooms had beds in, a couple primitive chairs and a table. In those days, the accommodations were much, much different than they are today. They, would, they told us that we should join them when they were for, for their meals. The angels had come to those innkeepers as well, and they knew that they were to play a very important role. History has, has not 
recorded the importance of these people, but they helped us immensely. They allowed us to stay after the birth of the baby. They fed us and they took care of us. So I cannot tell you enough about how incredible these innkeepers were. What were your religious beliefs before you gave birth to your baby? We were raised in the Jewish faith, which was much different than it is today. We were taught that <clears throat> there would be a Messiah. We had no idea that my baby was going to be the individual of, the, of those prophecies. We believed in the one God. We attended the temples and we listened to the Jewish priests of the time, but they spoke much differently. And they, they spoke of raising funds for the church. We truly understood the concept of a single God. We were not believers in all aspects of the Jewish faith, but we believed the words that the angels told us. What was it like when you first held the newborn baby Jesus? I cannot describe the joy that I felt. I looked into the baby's eyes, and they were incredible. It was, it was like you were viewing paradise, viewing heaven. Even in that baby's first moments of life, it showed that it was special. It did not scream and cry. It kind of whimpered in a very low voice. You knew when you were looking at this baby, it was special. When you held it, there was an energy. You knew that it was a very, very special human being. I held it. I, I cried. I looked into its eyes. And... I showed the love. I felt the love that a mother feels in that first moment as that child is brought into the world. The innkeepers were there, Joseph, my mother, the baby's brothers and sisters. They all came into the room after I delivered the child, and they all took a turn holding it, and they were all in tears. I cannot tell you the joy of the moment. It was, it was as indescribable as heaven itself. What color eyes did the baby have? The baby had these incredible blue eyes, which is not <clears throat> a predominant color of eyes in the area of which we live. Generally, the eyes are darker, but the, I cannot describe them. They were like shining beacons when you looked into them. You knew these eyes were the gateway to something special, to a mind that was special. Even the eyes of this child were so special that I can't describe. Were there really shepherds that visited you to see the baby? And if so, 
how did they find out about the baby? There were hands that worked for the for the innkeepers, and they spoke of the baby. There were shepherds that came to see us. They were wonderful people. They had heard that this incredible child had been born, and they came just simply to view it and to say that they had never witnessed a more beautiful child. How old was Jesus when the wise men arrived? We knew that we were supposed to remain with the innkeepers, and Jesus was around two months when the when these wise men showed up. So why did you have to remain in Bethlehem for that long period of time? Was it waiting for the wise men? The angels were telling us that there was great danger and that we would be safest if we, re if we stayed with the innkeeper. The people that owned the inn were fine. They told us that we were welcome to stay as long as we needed. When we told them that, that we had heard that the baby was endangered, they did as much as they could to keep the words private that we were living with them. They were, as I stated earlier, the most amazing helpers for us at that stage. When the wise men arrived, what did they tell you? They told us <clears throat> that the angels had, told, had come to them and told them that the prophecy of old has come true, that a baby is, was born in Bethlehem and that this baby was the Messiah. They said that they should come and they should visit and they should see this wonderful child. And they told them that the angels told them that they should bring gifts of great value because this child would need these gifts to survive. They told them, the angels told them that the baby would be endangered and that they needed to speak with, with Herod. They told us that Herod had wanted to know the location of the child, but they felt that he wanted to kill the baby, that they would leave by another route. And they gave us these great gifts. They said, use these. You need to leave the area under the control, though is under the control of Herod. You must protect the baby at all costs. And when they left, we took the gifts and we left for Egypt as well. Did your mother accompany you to Egypt? Absolutely. We took our entire family and all of our belongings plus all of the things that the wise men had brought for us. So what did the angels tell you about your journey to Egypt? They told us that it would be dangerous, but they told us that they would guide us, that they would protect us, and that when we got to Egypt, they gave us instructions on a town to seek out where we would be safe, and they told us to be very careful protecting the great, the the things of great value that we had. Mary, thank you so much for joining us again, and thank you for the wonderful gift you gave the world. Uh, do you have a final message for us? Yes. The love of a mother for a child is indescribable. What I felt for the baby Jesus cannot be described. 
I knew when I looked at that child that it was special. Joseph and I did not have the education to do what we felt we we could have done for the baby, but we did the best we could. And as things turned out, what we did allowed that child to grow, to part, to prosper, to find love, to find grief, to do all of the things that the average human would do. Jesus was our child. I gave birth to him, I held him, and I showed him the greatest love that I could show. We did all of the things that I would hope the mothers today would do for their babies. A mother's love is the power that launches a child on its path of life. How that power is used for that child dictates how that infant will grow into an adult. Show love. Show that all good things come to those that love others, that help others. A mother's love is really not something that you can define. When a mother treats their child as they should be treated, the child has a great chance to grow up and to prosper. If a mother abandons a child, if the father abandons a child, it is very, very difficult for that child to grow into a, a wonderful adult. So thank you for allowing me to speak once again. I know that my son is here, and I know that he is ready to speak as well. Thank you so much, Mary. Okay, we're going to take another short break. When we come back, we're going to receive messages and speak with Jesus. Connie and Barry will be back after a few words from our sponsors. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Psychic and author Barry Strom has now published nine books dealing with supernatural subject from ghosts to aliens. His most recent books, Messages of God and Messages of the Prophet Muhammad for a Modern World, bring you the channeled messages of the founders of Christianity and Islam. Their words are intended to guide their followers through these modern times. These books are available in softcover and ebook on Amazon.com. Signed copies of all of Strom's books are available on his website, www.barrystrom.com. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Is death the end of the journey of the soul or a time of new beginnings? Is there proof of an afterlife? What would historic figures say if they lived today? Psychic and channeler Barry Strom uses his gift of spirit communication to answer these questions and explore all aspects of the hereafter. Have all the information necessary not to fear life's final journey. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. 
Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife. Have a question for Barry or their guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. The next words that you hear me speak will be those of Jesus. Lord, good morning and thank you. Would you like to begin with a message for our listeners? I would indeed. You are entering a period of time where you celebrate my birth. This should be a wonderful and joyous occasion. It should be a time that you contemplate your relationship with God, that you meditate, and that you think about the things that are truly important to you in your life. It should be a time where you show love to your children, where you teach them that it is better to give than it is to receive. You should show that it is a time that you speak to them about the faith that is required to lead them through the pathways of life, to lead them to help others, to lead them to show love. You heard my mother speak of the true love that she showed for me. My father, my grandmother, my mother, they gave me a miraculous childhood. They protected me. They did everything that they were told to do. They showed me the love that was beyond comprehension. I knew from the start that I had a special life, and I knew what was going to take place in that life. But I needed my family to get me started on the pathway that would allow me to do what I needed to do. Be what is needed to show your children the pathway of love and devotion and faith that they need to be the wonderful adults that they are capable of being. So we'll speak of a few things today. I know that Connie and Barry have questions that they think will help, and I will answer them. But I just want you to know that the love of parents is the most vital love in changing human evolution. That's absolutely true. We've been told many times that you were God incarnate. Why would God want to live the life of a human, especially back in those horrible times? The times were very difficult. And 
I wanted to show that I was willing to live a life to understand the grief, the poverty, the emotions of hatred and anger. I wanted future generations to understand that even though they were living lives with problems, with health issues, that I was willing to also live the same type of life. I did not want the future generations to think that I was above them or incapable of sharing all of the things that human emotions and frailties go with life. Herod, because of the prophecy, thought that you were going to be the king of the Jews and wanted to kill you. Was his wanting to kill you a part of your life plan? It was a part of my life plan as well as part of his. It was a test for Herod. Herod could make the decision to do what was right. He could have come and sought out my parents and adored the baby, shown respect to it, but he chose a pathway of violence. And that was his decision. That was his free will. He failed the test, and my parents passed the test or obstacle by taking me and protecting me and showing me as a child, that violence towards others was a terrible thing. When Herod could not find you, he ordered the slaughter of the innocents and killed all the babies, boys that were there. Why would God allow such brutality? That is a part of the free will of humans. I do not interfere with the free will. You see? You are judged for your decisions. Herod made an absolutely terrible decision, and he paid karma for it. He suffered gravely before he passed, and when he came into heaven, he was sent to a, lower le a much lower level. So you see, he failed all of the tests that were set for him. He did not have to do that. And all of the babies that were killed were welcomed back into heaven, and they were all given new life plans, and they returned. And most of them lived wonderful lives. So it was truly Herod's test of free will. Did anyone record the information about your birth? And if they didn't, how did the information of your birth get into the Gospels? No one recorded my birth. At the time, it was kept a secret because we feared the Romans. We feared Herod. So there was no one that wrote down the truth. The innkeepers were aware of it, but they kept it a secret to protect me. As 
Time changed and we returned back to Judea. We told the story of my birth. It was not kept a secret after Herod and Antipas had, had died. It was once things could, could be spoken of, we told the stories. They were not written down. They were passed on by memory. Many of the things of my birth were not translated properly, but many were. But it was not until my return that the story was told. And it was not for additional generations that it was written down. Will you tell us about your time in Egypt? We were led to a location in Egypt where we would be accepted. We knew that Roman power had come to Egypt, and we were led by the angels to a place where we could live and could prosper. It was a much different type of life than we, than we lived, but there's always work for carpenters, which my father was. We were led by the angels. We were given sent we were given friends in Egypt that would help us. And we just were basically utilizing the gifts that the wise men had given us so we could afford to 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 live and prosper. We waited until it was safe to return. And the angels guided us to return. We went to a different location to live, but basically the angels kept us safe. What is your opinion of the way people around the world celebrate your birth? Many people celebrate my, my birth in the manner of which I prefer. They meditate. They show love to their families. They teach the children about giving. They teach the children how to receive. But there are many people that do not even believe in me and celebrate Christmas. I find that a great hypocrisy, and that is something that people will be, ju be judged for when they return. Many people give extravagant gifts and they actually do more damage to the children. The children become spoiled. They become greedy. They do not give gifts themselves, and they do not understand the truth of my birth and of my wishes. Lord, how were the souls selected that returned with you as family members, followers, and disciples? All of the souls that returned with me had served me many times in the past. And I knew that they would follow the life plans that were required for me to achieve the goals that I wanted to, re to achieve. All of the spirits were seventh level that came back with me. They, they were all trusted individuals, and all of them performed as we had requested in their life plans. Do you ever plan to return to Earth and live another incarnate life? 
There may be a time that I am forced to return to earth, but it will not be in the form of Jesus. It will be in another form. Lord, thank you so much for joining us this morning and sharing all this. Do you have a final message for us? Yes. I hope that all of you out there that are listening will have a wonderful and blessed Christmas. Do not think that Christmas is a time of extravagance. Do not think that you have to give hugely expensive gifts. Do not do things that stray from my wishes, my simple words. Make sure that the children understand that they do. They must grow up to not do anything that they do not want done onto them. Teach them love. Teach them faith. Teach them that I truly exist because I do. So I want to thank you so much again for listening to me today. I want you to live wonderful lives, and I bless all of you that are listening to my messages. So thank you very much. Okay, next week, New Year's is coming, and we're going to channel predictions for the upcoming year. You can ask your own questions about the future by calling into the show. So it's going to be very, very interesting. My 10th book, Modern Messages of the Archangels, brings you channeled messages of 20 different archangels. It's incredibly interesting. My Eighth book, Modern Messages of God, bring you 60 channeled messages that we did with our Lord. All of these are wonderful presents that can be given year-round for people. It will bring them faith. It will bring them hope. I hope that you enjoy our show today, and I hope that uh, you tell others about it. I would like to thank you all for joining us on the Voice America Variety Radio Network this each Tuesday morning. Please tell your friends about our show. The subject matter we deal with is important for everyone. If you'd like to see more of our channelings, we have over 540 videos covering all aspects of the afterlife on our YouTube channel, which is in the name of Barry Strom. So God bless you all. Have a wonderful, blessed Christmas. I know many of you out there thinking that you could not possibly have heard the words of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, but I assure you that you have. I've been bringing their words for many years now, and I put a lot of it in book form. So I truly want to thank all of you for joining us today. Have a merry and blessed Christmas, and thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Connie and Barry Strom. Tune in next week for another informative and inspiring episode on the Voice America Variety Channel at 9 a.m. Pacific Time.